Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and... Do I have to say it again? Yes. Can I do something else? No, say it the way you always say it. Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. I wish I was more like Howard Stern. How does he do? Stuff? He go, he go, hey does now. He, he introduces a show, like, every time? Well, they play music. They, yeah. they play, like, dam, 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 dam. They play some song, like, uh... I can't even remember how this... I haven't, I haven't listened to Howard Stern in so long that I can't remember. It's like... There'll be no planet X, man. It's like... You haven't listened to him in like a year? An American bad man. I hate the song they do. It's this Rob Zombie song they do. And then he goes, Hey now, coming at ya. Like he makes fun of radio people. Uh, okay. He's like, coming at ya. Hey now. Wait, but you haven't listened to him in like a year, right? But well, you subscribe to him for twenty years. Yeah, it's been like a it's been like less than a year that I stopped listening. Because when to we him. were listening to Dopey, you used to listen to him every morning. We'd make Dopey when we made Dopey. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like I stopped I stopped subscribing like seven months ago. Hmm. I had to stop. They were rarely doing new shows. I find that the crew nowadays is boring. Like I'm not enjoying the crew as much. Like. They always have these annoying... The interviews are all with the same people now. Yeah. I just don't like it anymore. Yeah. But I, I miss Howard yeah. and the gang. Mm. I also don't love the gang anymore. The gang annoys me now. Really? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but we are in a very uh, swanky hotel, but the, the room isn't really swanky. No, Dave was talking about... There's basically nothing in here, and it's definitely like... Their new tactic for decorating and interior design, this minimalistic sort of flow to it, where the bed's on the ground, there's no coffee table, there's no dresser, there's no, there's no nothing. There's no nothing. There's a half desk attached to the wall. But what was the first thing we said when we came in here? This place is nice. <laughs> it was great. This place is nice. Chris, Chris checks in and he's like, he's like, so, so, what, what, what room do you have me in? <laughs> and the guy says, Deluxe King, sir. <laughs> and Chris goes, oh, is there anything better you might want to upgrade me to? And he says, we're sold out, sir. No, I said, is there a double? Right. Yes. Right. Um, but, um, Deluxe King, sir. And then I said, we're going to get cozy tonight. <laughs> yeah. Do and you not think I'm worthy of a Deluxe King? No, I don't. What? <laughs> I just don't think you're worthy of a deluxe king. I'm worthy of a deluxe king. Listen, you told me once. Less. You, you told me a story once when you were uh, working in Brooklyn. And you staycations. Were, and you were making money and you were paying for the hotel rooms. Yeah. Is it true? Yes. Are you sure? I'm positive. You didn't find some way to make your dad pay for it? Even for, then? I paid for everything. Are you sure? Yeah, I didn't even. I wouldn't even check the bill back then. Deluxe King. Yeah, I just well, I'd look and see what it costs, and then I wouldn't check the bill and stuff. You'd say, "Very good, put it on my father's card." <laughs> it wasn't. I paid for it. Well, I like that. Uh, it amazes I'm me. I'm paying for this. No, you're not. In some ways, you're such a <laughs> fucking. I mean, <laughs> I really think that your your biggest problem, your biggest obstacle in recovery. Is a little nugget I, they used to call it at Renaissance Treatment Center self deception. It's not self deception because I've actually every time I go out on a date with somebody and they say thank you after I pay for shit, I say why don't you thank my dad? 
You do that? Yeah, and then my other friends why? are telling me I shouldn't do that. No. Why do you do that? I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's that thing you do. You like don't know what to admit. You know I what admit I mean? too much. Well, you told me this. I'm like, for some reason, I take this sick pride in how little I do. But I even project that I do less than I actually do. However, do you, you know what I mean? You, I'm like, you don't take it all the way though. Like when you want to have sex with them, when you want to just be like, I just want to fuck you. You don't I never t- say that. It, I'm from saying you say, thank my dad for dinner. Let I want to be your friend. So it's like half... It works sometimes. If it works, those girls really want it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I would experiment, because you're experimenting with different I'm trying styles. to figure it out. I've never really dated, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're dating now, I'll I'm tell you shooting that. from the hip, dude. I would go full board honesty. That's insane. <laughs> That's what I do. I am no. I'm, you go no, half. I, I do not tell declarative lies. That's true. I don't t- say what did you do yesterday. What do I do? I never lie for that shit. And most guys lie about that shit constantly. What are you talking about? I, I I lie about like I'm like I don't know what I feel and think and want. Like that's a fucking mystery. What are you What are you talking about right do now? Do you really not know what I'm saying? I know you're saying that when they say what did you do yesterday, you don't lie. Yeah, but I'm but when they do- say what do you want from me. You can't possibly tell the truth. It's not that I can't tell the truth. It's that I don't know. No, it's, it's a lie. I want more. That's what I want. I want more. Ugh. I want more and more and more until all of a sudden I'm like, I think I got too much. No, this is the self-deception. Yeah. No, the self-deception is what? Is that you think you're telling the truth when you say you don't know. And you do know. Sometimes, maybe. That, and no, that's... No, no, no. Okay, this is what it is. This is what it is. I 80% know that maybe um, it isn't right or something like that, and sometimes I'll be, like, more interested in it than I am, but there's a 20% where I'm like, maybe I'm totally wrong, maybe the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, okay, so, like, let's say I'm dating somebody, and this isn't specific to anybody right now, but let's just say I'm dating somebody, and... um, there's some unsurety about whether or not we're really clicking or not, and I'll kind of project that we are more than we might really might really feel like we are. I mean, you're really going down a slippery slope right here. <laughs> but I'm saying I'll do that, and then I convince myself that, like, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm being dishonest, but there's, like, a piece of me that's like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, there, maybe like, the fault lies with me, and that I'm always going to think there's something better or different out there, and I need to just, like, settle, you know? I don't I have no clue. What, you, you, what you do is you fucking con... <laughs> so just just take my train of thought right now, and this is me. You con, I'm telling a declarative you truth. You con yourself. <laughs> you're yes. such a yes. con artist. I con myself. And you're such an that, idiot that, that you con yourself. That's exactly what I'm saying I do. But what I'm saying... But it's not a lie, then. Because I'm... It is. Just shut up. Just stop it. Please. It's like when you set up a situation that isn't good for you, and you're like, I'm going to go with it. Because maybe it is. Maybe it is. And it's like and you psych yourself up to believe the lie. And you say, yeah, I'm just conning myself. Yeah. It's like you have the power to see the truth. To let yourself con yourself is to live the lie. Let's just deal with that's reality, okay? I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna drop the fucking thing. I'm done. 
You know what I always think is funny? Like, I always think, like, when I'm in a relationship with someone and we're starting out, and it's like it's like we're two cars racing on a highway, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, uh-huh. whichever one goes faster right. is the person who's, like, picking up the relationship. You know, Peter going Who has fast, the hand? Taking it to the... No, no, not has hand. Who's taking it to the next level. Who's being more intimate and basically making the relationship like, cheaper. So, let's say the person, the girl next to me, and it doesn't even matter who it is. This is how I've traditionally been. I'm really stopping this. Let's say we're cruising along, we're just going 60, and then she pulls up to like 65, and she's like, let's see if he can go 65. I'm like, oh, you're going to go 60? I'll go fucking 90. You know what I mean? Like, let's you're move like, in together. You're the you know greatest I mean? girl. <laughs> exactly. And I do that even if it's like I'm not necessarily feeling that. And like I'm making a conscious effort not to do that because I know it just ends up hurting everybody in the end. I don't know what yeah, I don't know. You haven't done that in a long time. I haven't done it in a while. In a long time. Yeah. I, I've been around many, many relationships and like you haven't lived with anybody. No. Uh, I did a, a little bit with Tina. Right. But that's a long time that's ago. That's been years, yeah. She's married not, to some I Orthodox mean, Jew. Yeah, that's see, how long ago that was. My last um let's see, we had Erico. Um Do you think she listens to Dopey? No. No, Erico's gone. Not Erico, Tina. Tina, so Tina, my, my all-time favorite story ever is the LSD HPPD story. I, I, should I tell it again? I fucking love that story. Yeah, tell it again. And we buried it in an episode. All right, I think I might have said it another time, but I'm just going to do You did. Like, I don't care what the hell. It was just five-minute thing. This is literally like my favorite because I remember it so fucking well, right? And so, um, Dopey Nation, I was dating this girl, Tina. I had relapsed in... I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I had relapsed and I was working in the treatment industry and they let me keep on working. And I convinced myself that I could take LSD. So anyways, I went to see, um, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and the stocks? Wolf of Wall Street. I saw Wolf of Wall Street with Tina and halfway through Wolf of Wall Street, I dropped a bunch of LSD in the bathroom and it was really good shit. I'd gotten off of Silk Road. And so we go finish Wolf of Wall Street and I start like fucking just tripping my ass off. And we go back to Tina's apartment, and I'm like, fuck, like, she's going to know. Like, it's like, there's no hiding this, right? So I'm like, let's meditate to Tina. I'm like, you know, let's sit together and we'll meditate. And uh, so we close our eyes, we meditate for 30 minutes, and then I open my eyes. And this is all intentional. I have to stop you for a second. I'm sorry. How many relationships have you been in where you say to your girlfriend? That I meditated with? Let's meditate. I've done with two or three people. And what do you do? Like, legit. We sat and meditated. I do do it a little bit. I know you like to cast aspersions at me for my mindfulness-based activities, but I genuinely do meditate on my own. Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> Just keep going. All right. So, anyways, we sit. So, I'm tripping my my ass off, and I sit with Tina. I'm like, let's meditate. What's better about tripping your ass off than tripping your balls off? They're the same thing. But you stopped yourself. I'm tripping face. Tripping face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I I meditate with Tina and, um, and this is all intentional dopination. And I open my eyes and I look at Tina and I go, I feel funny. And Tina goes, your eyes are really big. And I go pretend to, I walk into the bathroom and I pretend to like walk in and to look at myself and I go, Oh my God. And I go, I look like I'm tripping. And her response was, and I was like, I feel like I'm tripping. And her response was, now you can just meditate and trip whenever you want. Like, so it, was this a, is amazing, like, like it was a good thing. You're a guru. Like Chris. it was a good thing, right? So it, it totally snowballed. So I have, I have a license to be weird 
because of the LSD and she thinks it's because of the meditation. She thinks I'm having, and I said, I'm like, this is HPPD, hallucinogen persisting, hallucinogen persisting perceptual disorder. Right. Um, which is the medical term for flashbacks. And it affects very few people who trip a lot. Um, so anyways, I'm sitting there and I start peeking and I'm like, I'm starting to feel bad. You know, when I trip, I like more, like there's moral stuff, you know what I mean? Guilty conscious. And I'm like, and you think you've gotten out of it through a lie. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I through a lie. And I'm looking at Tina and I'm like, I love this girl. And like, I feel bad. And I'm like, Tina, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm tripping. And she's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, no, I'm on acid. And she's like, no, you're not. She's like, it's just the meditation. It's the HPPD. <laughs> so she doesn't fucking believe me because she thinks I'm fucked up from the meditation. So I say, Tina, no. I say, during Wolf of Wall Street, I went into the bathroom I took LSD out of my wallet and I put it on my tongue. So I made it real for her, right? And at this point, like, she realizes, like, I'm with I'm the drug addict. Yeah, I'm actually. Chris is a drug addict. Well, she already knows that, but I'm using No, but it's like when she's with you, you're running a sober house, you're clean, yeah. you're fucking in recovery, yeah. you're meditating together. Yeah. She doesn't think of you as the fucking degenerate, severe mental illness. No, I'm the furthest thing from. I'm the furthest thing from even just a normal guy who drinks because I like talk about. You know what I mean? I'm more open and like I address, I'm just saying, I address problems. Yeah, so she like doesn't the think of me. The second you say. It's like, I can only imagine what went on in her little brain. You're like, I like I took LSD out of my wallet, and I put it on my tongue. And I could just, you know, I hear like sound effects in her brain. And then all of a sudden she sees you spitting in your hand, taking out the needle, and drawing, <laughs> drawing up the shot in your hand. Like your horns coming out of your okay, head. Okay, so, so she goes, you know, sound effects cued. She starts packing all my shit up. Right? And she's like, you need to get out of here. And so I'm watching her pack my shit up, right? So that was the end of the relationship. No, no, no. So she's packing my shit up. And and I had given her this pig, this cast iron piggy bank that weighed 50 pounds. It was really fucking cool. She's really fucking heavy. And while she's packing... Why did you give her that? It's because she likes pigs. And so it was just like a cool gift, you know? Um, And so while she's packing up my stuff, all I can think is, is she going to make me take the pig? And then I'm just visualizing myself walking around Bushwick in Brooklyn carrying this 50-pound pig and all my other shit. And I'm like, I am a pig. (laughs) I deserve to carry a pig. And then I'm like, wait. I'm like, maybe I can get out of this. And I say to her, I'm like, actually, I was like, I think I'm confused. Meditation. It's the HBPD. <laughs> it's the meditation. And she started... She, I, I just vividly remember looking at her, and she's, she's looking at the ground, and her eyes are darting back and forth, and she's replaying what I said to her word for word, like trying to say... She's like, no. She's like, you told me that during Wolf of Wall Street, you went to the bathroom, you took LSD out of your wallet, and you put it on your tongue, and her eyes are darting back and forth, and like she is literally starting to like doubt her own sanity. You're a bad person. <laughs> you, know, you really are. And the fact that you, that you, that you, you, this is the third time you've told it on the show. And you access it like immediately. And well, I just remember because it was joy. like I was so I was I usually like I'll drop acid after I'm shit faced. Like I wasn't like a fish trip guy. I was like, here I'll drink a fifth of fucking vodka and then drop a bunch of LSD. You know what I mean? Like I didn't do it the way normal people do it. So this like I remember this one very well. And so 
Um, she's fucking like, uh, and then I feel bad again. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, no, like I, I did take it. So she kicks me out, right? She doesn't make me take the pig and I'm going and leaving, right? This is where we end the story both times. You asked me if Tina listens to Dopey. I, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea if she listened to that episode that I originally told us to. So she listened to it, right? And she said she didn't think it was funny and she remembers it much differently, what happened. And she didn't comment on any of that shit that I, that I said. What happened was, I guess I do remember this too. The next day, she called me. I didn't reach out to her. She called me. And I told her that I was afraid I was going to kill myself. And really what it was is I remember going to the Morgan Tea Stop in Brooklyn and I was tripping so hard. Normally, What's I would. What's the Morgan Tea Stop? The Mor- I mean, the Morgan Subway Stop. The tea is for Boston. So the Morgan Subway Stop. And when I'm tripping really hard, it's like hard for me to cross the road. I can't like count money. Like I think I'm a genius, but I can't do like normal things. And I couldn't hail a cab. I couldn't use my phone to get an Uber, which is normally what I would have done because it's a safer bet when you're really fucked up. But I could just, for some reason, I could walk to the subway, which is like kind of harder, you know? But like I just like couldn't do anything, you know? So I just, I made it to the subway. And I remember standing in the subway after, you know, I talked to her after she listened to the podcast. And, uh, hold on, I'm confused. You you were in Brooklyn after she listened to Dopey? No, no, no. So I we made this episode. You asked me if I'd ever if Teen ever listens mm-hmm. to it, and I told her she should listen to this episode because I tell that story about the Wolf of Wall Street LSD thing. So she listened to it. She I talked to her on the phone. And she said it wasn't funny, and she told me what she remembered. She's like, I remember talking to you the next day, and you thought you were going to kill yourself. You told me that night, and what she was referencing was. After she kicked me out of the apartment and I couldn't get a hail cab or get an Uber, I went to the subway and I remember standing in the subway and I normally stand right on the fucking yellow line. You know what I mean? Like when the subway car pulls up, like it's like an inch from my nose and I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm an idiot. And I was standing all the way against the wall because I remember being like, I didn't trust myself being near the tracks Mm -hmm. because it was like I was such a head full of acid and I felt like I might compulsively do something crazy. Do you know what I mean? And like sure. that's what she was referencing. Um, and I also remember looking at, and it was at like you know three a.m. or something, or two a.m. It was late by the time she had kicked me out. And there was like, you ever been in the subway deep, you know, in the burrows late at night? On the there's, there's like one or two people on your side, and one or two people on the other track, and they're yeah. fucking weirdos. And I remember just thinking like, this is where everybody comes when they trip. They just stand here. And look at each other silently across, like, the way. <laughs> Listen, I'm concerned about you. Just just so you know. Why? Because it's like, first of all, we, we haven't done any of the stuff we're supposed to do on the show. But I'll let that go. Why? It's like... Why did I show it to Tina? Why did you show it to Tina? Why did I show it to Helga? When I said I couldn't get my dick up. You, you With Helga... She didn't know you. You wanted to impress her with your show. Why would that impress her? Uh, okay. I did want to impress her, but it was stupid. You wanted to impress her with your show. In Dopey Nation, I had to delete an episode where I said some... It was a classic. I, so I told a story great. I never Your story was told. fucking so good, dude. I never should have told that story. That'll be paid content in a year or so. That's a good... That story is classic. Yeah. The Ward story. Yeah, the Ward story. Um, Helga, I understand. I mean, it was very stupid. It was like some game. It's like it's like this is wrong. But talking what don't about. you get about Tina? What could you get out of her listening to it? With? She was already engaged to get. Did married. you want to hurt her? Like, what did no. you want to do? 
I thought she would think it's funny and we would like I actually like I like Tina. Like I really like her. When she was so Tina Dopey Nation was the girl we're talking about. I was with her for a couple of years. She's uh, she's married to an, she converted to be an Orthodox Jew. She married the first guy she got with after me, which has been a thing that's happened several times with the women I've dated. Um, but even when she was with her, I would send her like I'd send her emails for like discount yarmulkes and stuff like that. You know, just and like she thought it was funny. You know, I doubt it. I think like you got problems, and I think like you shouldn't have. Um... I think it's very manipulative, the things you do. I think that all everything that we've said in this period of Dopey, this 15, 20 minutes, what I've gathered, and I am certainly not a second-year psychology Second-year doctoral student? No, I'm not. I'm not anything. I take everything you say with a grain of salt. You know? Good. I, I filter it through the lens of, you know... Yes, of education. My vast understanding of adult psychopathology. Yes, yes. And- I really think, if you really want to know the truth, and this is not shtick, this is not comedy, mm. this is not anything. Just hit me with it. You've got a problem with manipulating people. Would you say I'm a master manipulator? No. I had somebody tell me once in a treatment center. You think you are. I had someone in a treatment center tell me, a, a clinician, that I could drive a dump truck through a loophole. So I took that as kind of a compliment. You're like on some fucking megalomania trip. It's like it's it's. I'm gonna. I want you to take it with 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 however you want to take it. You know that I love you and I care about you, right? Yeah. You know those things. Yes. I really think that the next thing you should work on is is manipulating people. Like you should stop manipulating people and think that you do and think that because I mean I don't personally. I don't think you're that. I, I don't. I never let you dupe me. Um, I don't, well, I don't try to dupe you, right? I guess you only try to dupe women. Well, I feel like they, I feel like they have to be duped to like me. <laughs> it's one big well, dupe. That, okay. I mean, the ultimate dupe will be you know when I get married. Well, this is. I have kids, man. I got to dupe some kids. This is exactly. This is a great conversation. This is a perfect conversation. And if if you're being honest at all. If you don't feel the need to dupe me, I mean, you, Chris needs to I've told you, I had the best relationships I've had with women are like lesbians, old ladies, or people that I'm not physically attracted to or don't What are you saying? You're not physically attracted to me? I'm not physically attracted Um, to you. We are spending the night together, but... But, um, you should have seen the way he looked at me yesterday. Because I'm tan and I'm (laughs) Dave's looking good. He hasn't smoked in two weeks. He's got exercising. Yeah. Um... You look a little Palestinian, though. You've lost your Jewishness. Yeah, yeah it happens. That <laughs> happens. My, my father-in-law says whenever... He always tells people that I look Arabic. You know, and I've, I've never... There is a piece of that a little bit. It's just because I'm tan. I've, I've spent my whole life being a white Jewish guy. Yeah. And it's like you guys obviously haven't been around white Jewish guys enough to know what we look like. Anyway, my, let's get to the more serious thing. Because yeah. I think it's serious. I think maybe... If Dopey could ever do any good for us, besides keep us clean and keep other people company, this is a good moment. I challenge you, I challenge you uh, to not, to try to date 
uh, without being manipulative. I've really been trying to do that. Well, you got to try much harder. I did it with the last... It does not seem to me like you're trying to do that at all. Do you all. know how I'm trying to do it? No. By talking to you, by talking to my friend Gabe, by talking to my sponsor and telling people everything I'm doing. You know what I'm doing in my life, and we can't get into that right now, some of the details, but... Um, I tell people about it because then I'm not just this lone wolf doing crazy shit. Um, I th- am I thinking about it? Do I? Do you not know every single thing that I am doing romantically in my life? Honestly, no, I, I, I don't know. What idea. would you guess? What would you guess? I would say mostly. Yeah, I'd say probably all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably. And honestly, if you look at it globally, yes, there's manipulation, crazy stuff. But am I sleeping with a bunch of women? No. Am I hurting people physically? No. Yeah. No, no, neither. I'm being a little crazy, though. I just think that you would benefit from being, you know, and I don't like fruity. Like, listen, I, you know, me and Linda, I, one time, like, she was going through something or something or other, and I, uh, and I suggested that we meditate. And we meditated, and it was good. Yeah. You know, so when I get, when I'm like, I can't believe you meditated, it's because I, 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 for whatever reason. You know, it's just, there's something about it that seems disingenuous to me. But you, you've called me and I'm like, I just finished meditating and you're, you're always so shocked. You're like, I can't believe it. I did yoga this morning. Like I, I do, I do shit. I actually, I, if I don't do that, I can't record dopey. Oh, and the dopey nation should hear that. You can roll your eyes all you want. I don't go to enough meetings, but I do shit to take care of myself. Cause if I don't, the obsession returns and I'll have a needle in my arm. I don't think that's why you do yoga. No, it's totally why I do yoga. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think I do it? To look at the pretty girls? I think that's a piece of it. But yeah, I, I it think, gets me in the room. I think that, that the yoga pants is a piece of it. That's why you would do it. Uh, yeah, I don't do it. Nice. That's why you would do it. It's like, <laughs> shut up. It's ridiculous. That's why you would do it. No. You're there. Okay. I think you do it. The same reason why you tell people meditating in a closet is your thing. To impress people. So today, I was with my family in Long Island. Was I trying to impress them? No, but you're trying to impress the the women. Like, I think we're going to go to a place that you don't want to go. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think that a lot of the things that you do, you do it so that you can text people about it later. And not be telling declarative lies. Yeah. And it's also something to do, yeah. and like, and to be, and also, I'm not really being fair. Yeah, I'm being, I'm being truthful, yeah. but I'm not really being fair because Chris and I went to uh, treatment together years ago, and they had a very, very they had, they had at that treatment center they had nine yoga classes a week. There was, and Chris was in, 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 in nine in, in seven days they had nine classes, and the entire time I was there, I did nine classes every week. And and I know that he did it. Um, I know why you did it. Why did I do it? To get out of your head. Yes. But I know you yes. did to get out of your head. Oh my God. When I had the shit that happened with the Russian chick, like, I, all I did was exercise and yoga. And even just remembering that. Remembering, like, what you were like in the thing. Yeah. Like, it was very obvious. You it didn't were doing really help. <laughs> you were t- Maybe it did. I it don't know. did. It yeah. did. And, and, and for that, I applaud you. Thank you. I'll vape knock myself. Right, let's get on to this thing. But can I tell you my little my two minutes of my stand up stuff? You want to go to that now? It's just two minutes. All right. All right, it's not even stand up. It's just funny. Okay, 
I feel really stupid right now. I don't know why. Dave's looking at me, and it's just funny things I notice, and I feel like it's the type of stuff you do, and this is going to fail miserably. But it's just stuff... What, you think is I failed this miserably? No, because you, like, say, you, like, have these funny observations about your day that are hilarious, and you get people to laugh, and this is, like, my attempt at trying to do that on things that I've noticed that I do or have happened to me. It's what you do. I'm trying to do what you do. I do this? Sort of. Something like it. Okay. Okay, just things I've noticed. Right? One thing is school buses. Yes. Why haven't they upgraded them? That's a good question. Don't you think they're due for an upgrade? They fucking... I, my fucking Honda is like a BMW from 2010. Look at you, dude. <laughs> 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 but seriously, right? Listen, you want me to answer seriously? Yes. They don't upgrade school buses because it costs money. Yeah, but it's the children. It's the future of the nation. Well, what do you think? This is horrible. By the way, what else do you have? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of... This isn't even stick. It's just... School... What's the deal with school buses? <laughs> Why don't they upgrade them? I noticed... This is something I've been trying to do a lot recently. And I, I just... I don't know why I love this. When I you see, know who would not like that bit is Modi. Modi would have called I think you Modi would love it. You think so? You should it's, sell it to him. <laughs> Trade it to him for some gear. Actually, you would like this. I was in rehab with a kid that helped co-wrote Hot Tub Time Machine 2. And he got... Why are you just bringing this up now? And he got to co-write it because he was in L.A. And Daniel... Is it Daniel Tosh from Tosh 2.0? What's his first name? It's not Peter Tosh. The guy, the guy from Tosh 2.0, he was backstage with him. And he told a joke. And Tosh, if it's Daniel Tosh, whatever his name is, turned to him and said, I'll give you 500 bucks. Can I say that joke tonight? And he's like, sure. And then they traded information. And through Tosh, he ended up getting to write Hot Tub Time Machine. Who is he? The kid. I don't even remember his name. So the Tosh guy wrote Hot Tub Time Machine? No, he like hooked him. I don't know if he did or he hooked him up with people and helped. That's awesome. It's a pretty cool story. So let me hear your next one. All right. So this is just something I noticed I do. So if there's an older woman who's like pretty hot, you know, it's like 45. And like, you know, she's getting a little bit. She has like daughters with her who are like 20 and 25 Mm -hmm. and they're walking down the street. And the daughters are getting a lot of attention. I always try to give the mom tons of attention. Just like stare at her, you know what I mean? And not even acknowledge her daughters because the mother loves it. And they get so flirty. Because they're just so used to like all the men giving attention to their daughters. It's something I genuinely try doing. And I feel like I'm just such a good person when I do it. You, you amaze me. What? Let's go to the next one. The next one I noticed was... When I buy things, this is really dumb, all right? If I go buy, like, a cup of coffee, right? And, um... Let's you should see it. I'm nervous <laughs> selling these let's things. Let's say the you? cup of coffee is $2. Yeah. And I hand the person a five. Yeah. And I get, like, two ones and some change yeah. that I just throw it away. For some reason, I always feel better if I get more bills than I gave them. Even if I'm getting less money. What? Does that make any sense? No. Say it again, right, I'm not doing this anymore. Please say it no, again. It's like, it's like, let's say I give a guy a 20, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get like $17 back, right. like a 10, a 5, and yeah. a 2 ones. To me, that's a victory because I gave him one bill and I'm getting four bills back. I don't know why. It's always been that way. Because you, you don't know the value of money. <laughs> Next one. I'm not doing any more. What else you got? I'm done, dude. What else you got? I'm done. Did you think I was going to laugh at these? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do your bits. You don't <laughs> do... This is what you do. What? When do I do these bits? 
I feel like this is all you do. What do you mean? Just these observations. I do this stuff. <laughs> I do this stuff. I had an observation today. You went the, the other day. It was with the the priest and the, you, the father. You, and you the, didn't like that story. Well, you didn't like mine. <laughs> this is not a story. <laughs> you say, when, I, I mean, I think it's funny. I do think that that's a funny one. I think it's just funny because you're a sick person. Like that's what's funny about it with the older woman and the daughters. That's just that's just another. I genuinely feel like I'm a good person for doing that. You know why I know? It makes her fucking day. But I know you. What? And you wind up looking at the daughters too. No. I mean, I certainly (laughs) do. You blow it every time. You're thinking, "Wow, that that I made that older woman happy." Oh, the daughter's really hot. And then you, you then you don't remember that you did that. You you just please. I know you do. I know you do. I just know you do. Anyway. I had one observation today. Um, it's not funny, but I just thought it was funny. Like, um, the only, like, if you wind up working in a restaurant in another country, the, the only word that you really need to be able to say is faggot. Like, that's how you'd fit in. <laughs> because, like, it's like, like, I, the, the Ishmael, you know, the Egyptian guy that I work but with. But you work in a place with all these Dominicans, and it's like, it's definitely male oriented. I'm sure every restaurant on earth. If you don't have New York City, you know how many you know how many gay people are here so that what? work in the restaurant industry. I'm sure they're not throwing fag left and right in every kitchen. You don't think so? No. Wow. You have a very like it's a very machoistic. Uh, what's the word I'm looking Machi- for? Chauvinistic. Chauvinistic. Homophobic. Environment, homophobic environment you work in. For he's sure. like he's even like, the women are on board with it. Like, how do you figure? What's that old woman's name that Fanny? I Fanny? Fanny. Well, she's she one of the boys. Yeah, I heard. I heard she was like some dude walked in with sweatpants, and she's like, "I can see a junk from here." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Ishmael's standing there, and he goes, "You know, he goes, you stupid faggot." I'm glad you you were away for so long on vacation. Now, how yeah. many of these guys that use this language? Did, are they really like? Do they really care, or they're pretty like open? What do you mean? Like, do they really? Are they really gay bashing? Are they really? Are they genuinely homophobic? I think they're gen. Yes, they're, Ishmael isn't. I think yes and no at the same time. Do you time. think they like wouldn't support gay marriage? That's what I'm asking. <sighs> I think. Luckily, these people aren't political. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. I don't think Monthro, Monstro, which is, he's called Monstro because he looks like a monster <laughs> on the grill, you know. Who, is that the big guy? He's so the guy with the, the Cats la- commercial? No, he's I mean the, the uh, uh, No. I mean the... No. What's that guy's name? That's Eddie. Yeah. No. Monstro, which is, again, monster, <laughs> has one lazy eye, and, and you can't tell where he looks at you. And if you call him, and he's like, and if you call him... And he's him, using knives all day? Is it no, cutters? he just serves soup. Oh. But, um... <laughs> what do you do? I serve soup. And Ishmael goes, uh, Gaiate maricon. Gaiate maricon, yeah. To everybody. I heard that a lot in jail. And then they just laugh. Because it's like, because this Egyptian guy is like, shut up, faggot. Yeah. Or even better, the classic Ishmael line is, Franklin, give me the matzo ball soup. Faggot. <laughs> Always. I don't know. My liberal, enlightened... Um, well, you don't like that? It's just a lot of faggots. Saying the word. I feel like it's bad. I feel like we, we need to apologize to the dopey nations. 
I'm not talking about gay people. I'm talking about how Ishmael says faggot. I think it's funny. And I just think it's funny if you... So you're saying I'm wrong, that if I got a job in another restaurant... Faggot would no, not be I my. Think if you got it, faggot that. would not be the linchpin for me to fit in in some Brazilian West restaurant to say faggot Ma- in no, Portuguese. Maybe I think as you get to, I think it's more related to the price of the entree. As you get to fancier restaurants, I think there's less of that language in the kitchen. The dishwasher, you don't think they're calling each other faggot all day? No, because I think those really fancy restaurants have, have gay these five dishwashers. Star, no, they have these five star chefs that they don't fuck around like that. I mean, they're super type A and they probably work their ass off. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Who knows? No, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a. And I want to make it clear to the dope. Is that even a thing? A five star chef or is it max out at four? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not homophobic. Michelin is three is the most. I'm not homophobic. I just want to make that clear. Just because I like it when I hear uneducated people say faggot. That doesn't make me homophobic, does it? <laughs> no. Does it? No. Okay. Do you have gay friends? No. Are you kidding me? Why would I be friends with gay people? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Sure, why not? I got gay friends. Um, we did nothing here. No, we got to do some stuff. It's like Dopey's greatest not Let's greatest read that test. email we got today. Can we do that? Oh, yeah, I love that. Board that. We got this email today at 1141. Uh, it's interesting. Offer us some feedback on this, Dopey Nation, okay? This is from William, and he says, Just started listening. Not bad. Like the stories. Not big on the recovery aspect, but that's just me. <laughs> Hold on, read that part again. <laughs> just started listening. Not bad. Like the stories. Not big on the recovery aspect, but that's just me. That's my favorite part. That's such a good thing. Uh, Been using heroin for 20 years and still love it. Of course, I haven't needed to hunt for it every day. Read me that part again. (laughs) Been using heroin for 20 years and still love it. Been using heroin for 20 years and still love it. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Of course, I haven't needed to hunt for it every day for a long time. The methadone program I'm on helps with that. I don't drink anymore. You gotta read it. Start that part. One more time. I love that. One more time. What part? From Ben. Been using heroin for 20 years and still love it. Of course, I haven't needed to hunt for it every day for a long time. The methadone program I'm on helps with that. I don't drink anymore, though. Haven't been drunk in 20 years. Ever since getting a dope habit. Can't stand alcohol anymore. In fact, I often find myself. <laughs> in fact, I can't often, stand. Is this guy's crazy? In fact, I often find myself wondering how much longer I'd have lived if I never would have started using dope. Such was the severity of my drinking problem. My family actually rejoiced when I found opiates, since it stopped my drinking. Weird, huh? Probably not as unheard of as you think. Morphine used to be a treatment for alcoholism. The alcoholic often lost the desire for drink, stopped beating his wife, went to work. And all was much better as long as he had access to morphine. This was in the 19th slash early 20th century. Anyway, wouldn't mind hearing more about how the current drug laws drastically increase the severity of the symptoms that result from the disease of addiction. Methadone is four times as addictive as heroin, yet for some strange reason it doesn't lead to the same problems. I'm thinking this has to do with the fact that it's affordable and predictable in its constituents. Also, what would you rather traffic and sell? Refined opiate salts are the equivalent in opium, which would be much larger in weight, way more detectable due to odor, a tenth as addictive, and much less profitable. Ever meet anyone who knew of an opium overdose? Laudanum notwithstanding, of course. 
Free the poppy. I find your show enjoyable on the way home from the methadone clinic sometimes. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is actually a compliment considering I'm not a big fan of a couple people talking about shit with no real defined topic. That wasn't meant to sound as backhanded as it did. I think you know what I mean, though. Take care, guys. Hey, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Let me look you want to read it? I just want, I just want to just because you don't want to repeat. No, he makes interesting points, like you know. Well, before you tell me with the points, this is the the this might. I mean, those lines that I made you repeat, I really liked. Yeah. But this one, I find your show enjoyable on the way home from the methadone clinic sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. It's like sometimes so, when I'm walking home from the methadone clinic, you guys really crack me up. Sometimes, sometimes. I don't know. So what did I forwarded it to Joe Shrank, uh, Dopey Nation? Joe Shrank was the guy we had on who started an inpatient treatment center called High Sobriety, where you're allowed to smoke weed. And I said maybe you should consider a place called Dope Sobriety, where people can do dope. Um, I think he makes good points. I don't think he's a liar. I mean, I think that, you know, there probably what are... good points does he make? I, I, I think that there probably... I mean, okay, for addiction treatment, that field, that world, anybody who says they know everything about addiction, and if they have a PhD, an MD, whatever the fuck they have, whatever their training is, like, I don't really listen to those people. The guy who says, like, yeah, I don't really get it. But, like, he has, like, tons of experience and he's very knowledgeable. That's the person I'm like, hmm, I want to talk to that guy. Because the truth is it's, like, very confusing. You know what I mean? Like, 12 Steps Saved My Life. I'm an absolute, I'm an abstinence-based guy. Like, that's what I believe in. Where I do you get that me. from this? I'm saying from him, I probably don't doubt that he's telling the truth, that he started using heroin and his life improved from the consequences from alcohol. Because for some reason he can manage methadone and heroin and bouncing back. And fourth, and he probably did get... An improvement in the quality of his life. It probably would be better if he was absent. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that there probably are people out there that have switched from one drug to another who are addicts who have seen, like, you know, a benefit in their life. But the reality is that that's one in a thousand. Most people can't handle it and their life gets destroyed, you know? I just can't imagine. It's It's funny, though. It's fucking funny, yeah. It's funny because we do a podcast about recovery. Yeah, and he's... And he said, he <laughs> said dope ruined our lives, basically. Well, dope ruined our lives. Yeah. You know, heroin ruined he's, my life. He's dope saved my life. Well, that's only a piece of it. It's more of just this statement, this very brash, seemingly retarded statement that says, I've done heroin for 20 years and I still love it. I know. It's like, I loved heroin. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say... Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a, it's, those words only even scratch at a whole fucking universe of understanding behind what it means to be a heroin addict. I loved the feeling that heroin gave me. I didn't love heroin, and I still, I didn't love the feeling it gave me. I loved escaping and not facing life. In the end, I fucking hate it. You know, I can say I love it and I hate it. It's a love-hate relationship, whatever how you want to slice it. You know what I mean? It can't be boiled down to this, like, finite number of words to say, I, I love heroin for me. You know what I mean? It's strange that... I've done heroin for 20 years and I love it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, what does I, he I, mean? Like, I looked at it. I was just, like, I was amazed. I was just, like, yeah. and, like, I don't know. It almost reminds me. It's, like, when I feel kind of guilty I have this thing about this 
like enjoying the word faggot so much at my yeah. rest at the restaurant. I like it too. It's funny. And you know what? A one on one, I would probably have a much different conversation with you. For some reason, when I say the word faggot, I feel like I'm being like ju- I feel like there's somebody listening judging me. It's just it's like cunt. It's like calling a woman cunt. Like you're just like. You know what? I, I feel the same way, and, and in fact, yeah. But if, if this microphone was off, it would be a much different conversation. No, but that's not that's, my point. Yeah. My point is that when you said something, uh, like I just think it's funny to hear uneducated people say "faggot" to a heterosexual guy. Like, oh, it's as hilarious. A no, it's hilarious. You know? and yeah. it's like, but I don't want. I, I think it's it would be horrible for a gay person to feel like they were being judged for being gay with that. But the funniest word. thing is the people that I've been friends with when I was gay. I would say, quit being such a fag because they know. Do you know what I mean? That there's a rapport and they understand where. But I'm that's not from. even what the, we're talking about. Third world people calling each other faggot for like. Be, because they I can. Wonder, I wonder. It's if not like the one of them's like, "Oh, my hair's kinky." And he's I, like, "You're being a fag." It's not where, like that. I wonder where Mary Cohn falls in the spectrum because, like, you can say "gay" here and you can say "faggot," and "faggot" has a much worse connotation than "gay" does. Is Mary Cohn closer to "gay" or is Mary Cohn closer to "faggot"? Or is there like there two, is two no words? there is no "gay"? There is no lesser Mary Cohn. No, and it's, it's I, I don't know. I, I don't know. My my Spanish is very very rough. Yeah. Um, but I, I I just think that email it, it cracked me up. That's all I have to say. Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, where are we? Uh, we are. At, should we do the review of the week and then should we should, let's do the theme song? We got uh, we're forty four. Let's try to do the theme song. What about Artie? Should we do Artie now? Let's do Artie. We'll do the theme song. Can wait. Artie's t- timely. Time sensitive. I want to do a song first, and we'll do Artie. All right. You need to pick me up. Um, do you want me to do super addiction cover? Or do I you want, want to you do a river? to start with one verse of Forever and Dead. No, Just I'll come on. I'll finish with it. All right. Uh, now, ask me what you asked me. I wasn't listening. Okay. Original. I've got two originals and a cover. How long are these? I'm not going to play all of them. All right. No, how long is it? How long, how long are you to play the guitar for? I don't know. As long as I feel like it. Okay. Um, two originals and a cover. Yeah. What are they about? Which one's the most dopey? Or any of them dopey? The cover is very dopey. Play the most dopey one. Okay, I'm going to play the cover and an original. But this might seem uh, pretentious, but I just want to play it. You want to, what do you mean, play it for them to hear it first, the real version? No, I just need the chords. What do you, how did you do that? You look up like a picture of stuff? Yeah. Is it like little dots? You know, lots of people have been writing and they want the chords for good so bad. We've gotten five people at least. So I'll tell you right now. It's C, E, A minor, F, and then it's F, E. F, F, C, E, E7. This is the bridge. But I'll do a video. I'll do a video. This is a cover of a Pink Floyd song. I've been watching this um I've been watching this documentary about um Pink Floyd about uh why Roger Waters and Dave Gilmore can't get along. I find it fascinating. Anyway, so here we go, you ready? It goes. Hold on, I'm sorry. I gotta get that chord right. 
Okay, so. Shit, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable. thing in there that they it's don't have in great, this thing dude. it's a sweet song right it's awesome I and knew you were just you didn't like know that you were after looking shit up the chords 
No, I know that song, though. It's on the wall. You don't know that song? You like it? It was good. I knew you liked that song. I'll say what I always say. I'm always like, you whip out the guitar, and for some reason I'm always like, ah, you shouldn't play guitar. And then you play something, and every time I'm like, oh, that was good. It's good, right? Yeah. Anyway, I won't play the original. Play the original next one. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do the Artie. Let's, let's tell the Artie. See, I'm like, I'm like traumatized by let's the Artie. Do, I, I'm going to do uh, a two and a half minute recap of my Arties, and then you do yours, okay? Can you pause it for one quick second? Yeah. All right, we paused so Dave could munch on some stuff because we're trying to be respectful of our audience. Misophonia. Misophonia, which is fear of hearing people eat or something. I don't think it's fear. I think it's when they hear people eat, it makes them sick. But that's the worst. Like, that's an actual, like, pathology or something associated with hearing people eating. We've had several other people tell us not to eat. What, never you, li- what are you looking at me for like that? Because, it, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be positive, but you would have kept eating unless I gave you the smackdown. Listen, what I was thinking was, while you talk, I could eat. No, because these... You have a very distinct smacking. All right, just go. <laughs> I remember as a little kid, when I was fucking restless and irritable and an untreated alcoholic at like 15 already, I would have breakfast and my dad would be eating cereal in the morning and I'd hear him like smacking his lips and I just want to like smack the spoon out of his face like I just I couldn't hear someone eat when I was like untreated alcoholism and hearing somebody eat it just drive me nuts you don't think that's mesophemia no maybe or maybe it's just the dopey nation gets so upset because they're they're untreated alcoholics my my fiance hates it when uh when she hears it yes yeah she corrects you on a lot of stuff, huh? Yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Artie, here's a two-minute recap. So, Dopey Nation, if you're new, newly tuning in, um, Artie Lang has been our white whale, somebody we've been trying to get on the show forever, ultimate Dopey Artie guest. Lang he was, was a uh, stand-up comic who was on Mad TV, and he was on the Howard Stern Show until he started using heroin on the Howard Stern Show, and... Got kicked off the Howard Stern show and tried to commit suicide twice. And he's written two books, and a lot of it's very dopey. And I love Artie Lang. And I don't. And Dave knows Artie really well. I don't know Artie personally, but I've. I've but you know his whole. You know, I've read him. I've listened to him. I didn't know anything about Artie except for Dirty Work before uh, Dave started. Did you watch Dirty Work? I used to get stoned and watch it all the time. Really? Yeah, I was in like eighth grade. Um, and so that's funny. Yeah. He was the guy from Dirty Work. Because I remember you talking, I was like, who's Artie Lang again? And I was like, oh, the guy from Dirty Work. That's hysterical. Um, Is it good? I mean, I loved it when I was 13 and stoned, so I don't know. I might have been 14. Um, Did you like it when you were 15 and on crack? No. Was that a good 15-year-old crack (laughs) smoker? (laughs) You know, I remember I loved... um, Leaving Las Vegas. I loved Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. I've seen this 60 times. I'll still like it if I watch it. But I loved leaving Las Vegas when I was like my worst alcoholism point. I was probably like 18, 19, like drinking all day in college alone. And I used to just watch Leaving Las Vegas. And it's like Nicolas Cage tries to drink himself to death and he moves in with a prostitute. And I was at – I was in my college and I actually had uh, a fucking prostitute. She fucking lived with me at Georgetown in my room. And, uh, in your room. In my room. Did I say it right? Yeah. I think I've corrected it. It was just twice tonight. Yeah. Um, and I, and I was fascinated with that movie, too. 
I didn't sleep with her either. I have a question. Hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Let It Ride? No. Oh, you should watch that movie. Dopey Nation, I recommend you all watch. Uh, it's a Richard Dreyfuss movie called Let It Ride. It, it is. It's about? It's about a guy who's a cab driver. He's a degenerate gambler. And uh, he hears, he finds a tip about a horse. You know, like somebody's setting up a horse race. And he, yeah. he hears, a, there's like, he hears a tip about a horse race. And he goes and he bets the tip and he wins. Yeah. And then he starts winning at the horse track. And it's just like... The idea is like, what if you were walking around lucky and you didn't know it? Yeah. You know, like... I like that. It's it's a dumb movie, but I love this movie. Like the special? <laughs> kind of. It's kind of like that. Uh, okay, so anyways, Artie Lang. So I'm going to do my two-minute recap, and then Dave's going to tell a five- or ten-minute story about meeting Artie Lang. Um, I don't know how you ruin it like that. You so the whole, You give the whole thing away. So he... Uh, so anyways... I had my friend come and record Dopey with us. His name's Dave Marshall. He was on the show two or three times. He died of an overdose. We've talked about it several times. Anyways, he stayed uh, with me at Dave's old apartment. We slept on Dave's couch. And after we recorded Dopey, we went out to go to Comedy Cellar. And we tried to get Dave to go. Dave's pretty old. And he's like, I'm not going unless Artie Lang's going to be there. And they don't tell you who's playing um, it'll just be like five or ten comics. I mean, and it's Dave, like, who's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say? Yeah, you're old. You don't do much. Uh, so uh, he, he, Dave didn't go. I go to You the, think I didn't go because I was pretty old? Yeah. And so uh, I go to the show with Dave Marshall and um, fucking Artie does a surprise appearance, which happens all the time at Comedy Cellar. I like, bet he's I, there tonight. He's probably there tonight. I mean, I've seen uh, David Tells there all the time. I've seen Judah Friedlander, Mike Birbiglia, Chris, uh, 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 what the fuck's his name? Um, Dave Chappelle has showed up while I was there. Chris Rock goes inside. I've never seen Chris Rock. But anyways, you paid, it's like a 10 buck thing. You know, Dave Chappelle bucks. was there? Dave Chappelle came when I was there once. Went for like two hours. He was supposed to go for 10 minutes. They were turning the lights on and off and telling him he had to get off the stage. He had no material. He was just having people shout out current events and commenting on them. And sometimes it was hilarious, other times not. He was taking shots and smoking cigarettes on stage. It was wild. Um, anyway, so Artie's there. So after the thing, I take a picture of myself with Artie. I send it to Dave. And uh, so when Dave wakes up in the morning, he the first thing he sees is a picture of me with Artie after he said he'd only go if Artie was playing. So it's hilarious. I talked to Artie for, I don't know, 45 seconds after the show. Tell him about Dopey. I didn't have a card. I don't think we had had cards yet at that point. He said he'd check it out. Um, I was an idiot walking away. He's like, what's your name? Anyways, I just totally blew it, right? First Artie encounter. Then literally four or five months later, I'm walking around Boston talking to Dave, all right? So I'm in a different city, and um, it's late. Like, on the phone. On the phone. It's late like one Saturday night. I'm talking to Dave on the phone, and I'm like, you know, I think Artie's playing in, at the Wilbur Theater, which is like a big venue in Boston, like thousands of people. And I'm like, you know, I'm really close. I'm just going to go walk over there. So I'm on fucking speakerphone with Dave the entire time. I walk over to the Wilbur Theater. Everybody's leaving. I grab this dude. I'm like, hey, what's what's going on? He's like, oh, Artie Lang just finished. I see this dark alley down the side of the fucking Wilbur. And I'm like, 
you know, if I already left, you might be down there. And so I go walk down there and there's this door that says stage entrance. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang out here. And then I look to the left and I see these big three black guys getting in this, um, like, a, like, a, like a Lincoln Town car. And this one real old white guy getting in the front passenger seat who looked like a bum. And uh, it was fucking Artie. And I, run, I, I yell Artie and he looks over at me and he just goes, come here. And he waves. He, like, calls me over to him. So I go over to the front door. I'm still on speakerphone with Dave, right? And I, I have my earphones in so he can just hear me talking. And Dave's hearing all this. And did you believe that this was even happening? I did. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know what to say. And so I just I – t- I hand the phone to Artie and I'm like, you know, talk to this guy, Artie. Because I'm like, Dave knows him. He'll say something. Dave says something about Dopey Podcast. I go, Artie, I have something for you. I give him a dopey card, and then he's like, I got to get out. You say something, tell us something. He's like, I got to get out of here. As he's closing the door. No, what to- happened was you get, you put me on the phone, and I said, Artie, I love you. And he said, I love you too, man. And then I said, he, I, I said uh, I've li- been listening to you forever. And he goes, oh, that's awesome, man. And I said, I said, we have a podcast called Dopey Podcast. And he goes, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So then anyways, as he's closing the door, I've already given him one Dopey card. I take another card and I just throw it at him and it hits him in the chest. But as he's pulling away, I do see him he's looking. Like, oh. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> but as he's pulling away, I do see him actually looking at the card, like looking down, you know. Um, and then. So you think. So I think he was looking at something. Maybe he was shooting up. I don't know. He doesn't shoot, right? Yeah. What a pussy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so seven seven months later, or, or six months later, I see... Brings us to when? A few days ago. I see... How many days ago? A few days ago. The other day. Thursday. There What's the go. difference? It just makes it more We real. don't even know when this <laughs> is going to air. But it makes it more a real. A couple Thursdays ago. No, no, no. But from when we're airing this, it was like a couple days ago. We're, we're not shooting this. airing this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not shooting this. <laughs> okay. I saw Artie was playing... Uh, I follow Artie on Twitter and his manager, and I tweet at them all the time, and they one time Artie retweeted something I wrote, but ne- not very often. I think they think I'm good, crazy. Stalker. I look at his Instagram. I don't even think Artie runs it. No, Dan does, his manager. Yeah, because Artie, it's always like, it's not like ever a selfie. It's always like someone taking pictures of Artie. So I, I get the sense that it's like... It's Dan. Yeah. It's his manager. Anyway, I decide... I, I've been such a fan of Artie's for so long, and he's playing Caroline's three nights, and I, I, I should just bite the bullet. I don't go to anything. Chris is right. But I don't think it's because I'm old. I think I don't go to stuff because I don't like going to things. You know, I've never gone. You to wake things. up early. You go to sleep early, and you wake up early. I don't know. I've just never been one for going to things. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I like watching TV and no, eating and it. stuff. I'm trying to find my woman that is like that too. Because that's I actually what I'm like. I don't like going to stuff. But anyway, I was like, I should go to Artie because I've been talking about having him on Dopey. This is a way I could guarantee meeting him. And uh, I just want to do something here. I, I really wanted, I really wanted Artie to come on Dopey. Okay, I really wanted it. Yeah, you still want it. And, okay. And um, so I buy. I ask Chris if he can go, and he says uh, no. And then I ask Linda if she wants to come, 
And she says, sure. Linda is Dave's fiance. So me and Linda, I meet Linda and, and I meet her at the train and I'm like, let's go, let's go. And she goes, well, where are we going to go to dinner? And I said, we're going to go to eat dinner at Caroline's because I want to meet Artie. Yeah. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I said, we're, we're not going to Caroline's to hear comedy. We're going so I can meet Artie and get him on Dopey. Yeah. She goes, oh. <laughs> She's like, really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why we're going. And then um, and she was like, okay. And then she she was supportive. I don't know why she's but even like that's pretty. That's a more cool reason to go for me. Even if I wasn't involved with Dopey, I'd be like, that's kind of cool. It doesn't matter. She, yeah. Anyway, so we we go up there and I have and I and I I got a pastrami sandwich from a famous deli that I work at. And I got a cherry soda, and I gave I got a black and white dopey hat, the last black and white dopey hat, which is the best one. Which is I don't even have one. The black and white's great. You have one, don't you? No, I gave it to my sister and yeah. signed it. I don't even ha- you even forged my signature on it. Yeah, and um, I don't I don't have one, and and I was I don't have to- any dopey gear. You have a shirt. Yeah, and I have two red hats. But Jed from Church and Other Drugs is going to get one, and I think that matted. Do you think matted trance is a man or a woman? I don't know what that is. I think it's like a robot when I see him. Matted trance. Is. Tell us who. What is, what's up with you? What are you? <laughs> Why are you called matted trance? <laughs> I think of matted hair. I thought right. it was mad. I don't know. Okay, anyway, so I owe him or her a hat. And um, fucking, I'm sure I owe a couple other people hats. I, I'm going to put a new order in for hats, Dopamine Nation. Okay, what happens with Artie, though? So, um,. I have this bag with a pastrami sandwich, a cherry soda, the black and white dopey hat, a card, and I'm like, and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I don't know how to get this to Artie. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And and Linda's getting angry at me because I can't stop. You can't relax. I can't relax and I can't You can't enjoy the time with her because it's like you're on a mission. But I can't relax at all because I'm also a neurotic mess. I'm just like, what do we do? How do we do it? Then what? Then what? Then what? Blah, blah, blah. And then finally, like, I asked the waiter and then we got referred to a manager of Caroline's and he was like, he was like... And he was, like, attracted to Linda. He was trying to, like, calm Linda down. Yeah, well, use that to your advantage. I know, I know. Anyway, so we wound up giving it Dave's to... Dave's fiancé is really hot, guys. We wound up giving it to the manager of Caroline's. And... And, um... He tells us he's going to put it in the... He's going to give it to Artie's manager. And then we watch the set. And, we, and I'm kind of, like, freaking out about the bag. And then Artie comes on... And, Artie's kind of sad, you know? He's, like, a little bit depressed. He tells some joke. Like, I have to say, I've been to a bunch of stand-up things, and I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as I laughed at Artie's. And Artie was not near his, like, full power. Yeah. You know, and I still laughed because I th- I told you the bit that I laughed yeah. at. I still think it's so Just funny. Sucking dick in jail. No, the bit is, like, you know, like, the, the, the thing that people tell you to do when you go to jail is you... You find the weakest guy and you punch him as hard as you can in the face to assert your dominance. And Artie, Artie's joke was, when you get to jail, you find the toughest gangster guy that you can find. And you give them the worst blowjob that they ever had. <laughs> so then when they tell somebody, if, if you want to get if you want to get a blowjob, just don't get it from yeah. that guy. <laughs> and then Artie's like, Artie's like, and you have to make sure the blowjob's really awkward. And he starts giving head. He's like, make eye contact <laughs> while you're giving head. And he's looking, he's doing, he's looking up. And it's just... 
it's really funny, it you know. Funny. And I'm like dying. Like yeah. I'm like, and it was just just seeing him. He's all fat and old, like yeah. mocking, giving head. I just yeah. for some reason like that kind of shit. I think is funny. Yeah. Anyway. After the show, Artie already ends the show early. Yeah. He's like, what t-? He says to the guy in the front row, what time is it? I think I'm done. Yeah. It was early. And um, and then, and I was just like, what do I do? This was kind of depressing. Yeah. What do I do? And I was like, fuck it. I know what I have to do. And I asked Linda if she wants to go back, and she didn't want to go back. And I didn't want to sit there and convince Linda. Yeah. Because I just wanted to get this thing done. Yeah. So I just... Go to the back of the club and I see the the manager and I Good knew, for you, and I knew who the manager was. The manager is uh, this guy Dan Falato and um, I know him from Twitter. And um, it's like Dan, I gave the pastrami sandwich and the hat to the guy, and he goes, "Oh yeah, go go say what's up to Artie." And it's like, You're like holy shit! For twenty years, I've imagined being able to say hi to him and and how I would figure it out and this and that. And then the guy's like, "Go say hi to Artie." And it's like, <laughs> I almost was like, "No, I'm gonna go home." <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to. It's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> and I go in there. And it was this tiny room, and it was Artie, this young, like an Asian kid, this young kid, nineteen year old kid, and these two very good looking people. And the and the young kid is like I don't know if he was Asian. Now in my memory he's Asian. I don't yeah. think he was actually Asian. He was a skinny white kid with some Asian features. Asian people aren't into comedy much. As I walked into the as I walked into the room, Artie's giving the kid a Marlboro Red. And I had stopped smoking recently. I'm yeah. like oh, they're smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh I want a cigarette, blah blah yeah. blah. And the kid looks like a fucking you remember Revenge of the Nerds? Yes. Did you watch Revenge of the Nerds? Of course, I've seen all of them. You know the first one with the little redhead guy, yes. Wormser, yes. the little kid? Yes. That's what the kid looks like. And he's taking. He's in multiple ones. But he's really young yeah. in yeah. the first yeah. one. And he's smoking the Marlboro Red. He's this kid. And Artie's like this old junkie yeah. smoking the Red with the kid. Yeah. And the two fucking good looking people. So I just plop myself down on the floor. I see my bag is on, on the, the floor? floor? Yeah. On the ground? Yeah. Was he sitting on the ground? No, he was sitting on a bench. Yeah. But I was squatting. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to squat. So yeah. I just sat down Indian style on the floor. Yeah. And I just started talking to him. And I told him about Dopey and I saw the bag and I yeah. found it on the floor and I take the hat out and I give it to him. And I told him that I was a heroin addict. And but when he got the hat, there was no response. He was just like, whatever. He was like, oh, Dopey. I was like, did you hear of it? He's like, nah, it doesn't ring a bell. And I didn't start telling him the stories of us stalking him. I wish he could have got a picture with him with a hat on I didn't want to make him do it. Yeah, yeah. I should have. Yeah. I should have done that. I should have had him do a audio sting. So what did you guys talk about? Talked about drugs. Yeah. I told him the story about when... We talked about, like, when you when you do dope and then there's no opiate in the dope. Like, they cut it with so many things and it's not actually dope. Yeah. You know, that happened to me twice. Yeah. So I told him that story. Yeah. We talked about... He told me that he had just gotten clean eight days ago. Yeah. But he didn't seem clean. Yeah. You know? He probably have a shitload of meds. Maybe. Yeah. And then he said he would do dopey. But then I tweeted at him and Dan, and they just ignored my tweets. Yeah. Like I was some annoying girl. Well, after we air this episode, we're going to tweet it at them. And mention Dan. Say, Dan, we talk about you. Get his manager to listen to it. Hey, Dan. I don't know. Um, I want Artie to do the show. I want Artie to be clean. Artie, um, if he ever gets clean, he'll rise again. 
I have no doubt. But he is not at the height of his powers right now. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. And I woke up, it was literally a role reversal. I don't know if I woke up or if I got in the middle of the night. But um, the first sighting, Dave had woken up to it's a It's a fucking sad story. Yeah. You know, and we tried, we, Dopey Nation, we recorded an episode the other day telling this story. But it's such a depressing story that goes nowhere that, like, the episode went really bad and we just didn't air it. And we never do that. We never do that, yeah. I think we might have done that once before. Yeah. Have we done that? We've just restarted, usually. We don't usually finish it. In that we day. did a fucking hour that yeah. we don't, we'll never air. Yeah. You know, we also yeah. did the, the theme song. I mean, song. I saved it. We did the theme song contest and we're not going to do that now. Yeah, we got to do it in the next one. Um, and that's the story. That's the story. Anticlimactic, and it's, well, let's spin it as um, a glimpse into the reality of active addiction. One of your heroes, you met him, and it sucked because of heroin. Do the iTunes review of the week. Um, okay, we got this review um, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, what am I looking up right now? Oh, the iTunes, iTunes review of the week. There's something wrong with me, dude. There's something wrong with me. I'm going to have to scroll down through a lot of stuff. So maybe you should play one verse from Forever in Debt so you wake up. Uh, the show's over. Should I just play my original tune? No, no, no. Just play one verse because then I'm going to read the iTunes and then end it because we're gone way over. You sing it. You sing it. Okay. Sorry. One, two, three, four. Forever in debt. Building standing set. I'm a ding a dum ba da dum ba da ba da. Hada dee dee dee. The flower goes. <laughs> I got the jazz though. Well, forever in debt. Building standing set. Standing in the ground to the dead of bet. Do it, you do it, man. Come on, let me do it. Just do one verse. What? One chorus. Why though? Fine. I'm, I'm at the review, so I just read the review. Yeah. People love it. They want okay. to hear it. One, two, three, four. Everything's that. Nothing's that. Standing in the ground to defend against the rest. We're all at odds. Don't forget your bets from the roof. I yell. You can hardly break a sweat. Sabotage is no longer camouflage. Almost in the open, so you better quit your jobs. You can't say it looks too good. It could be a mirage pointed at your head. I think it's time to dodge. All right, here's the review. Okay, so this we got this yesterday. Uh, and I haven't made my rent, right. and my money's all spent. Plan to take it over, but I haven't made it then. Lots of folks I used to call my friends. I'll be back when I'm on my feet again, but sabotage is no longer camouflage. Almost in the open, so you better quit your job. You can't say it looks too good. It could be a mirage pointing at your head. I love that line. Sabotage is no longer camouflage. I like it. You get that? I get for what it means, what does it mean my, to in my you? life. Well, it's sort of like I would like burn my life down, and then that way I didn't have to do anything. Right. So what does sabotage is no longer camouflage mean to you? It means that I can't sabotage my life. Well, for me now, it's like I don't have the luxury of sabotaging my life, so there's, there isn't this veil over... When I wrote it, though, you know what it meant? What? It meant that I was fucking up so bad I couldn't hide it. So... It's, I can't hide how bad I'm fucking up my life. Yeah. So it's in the open, so I better just quit my job. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. 
Um, okay, this is the iTunes review of the week. It says, uh, title is Addicted to Dopey, and it's by Kate Zimmerman. Chris and Dave are both wonderful hosts and even better storytellers. Chris is the humble and charming one. <laughs> she did. You've conned Kate Zimmerman, obviously. She did put humble in quotes. Right. I'm going to read that again. How about that? Chris is the humble and charming one, while Dave is relatable and equally charming with his songs and funny anecdotes. Hey, Dave, listen up. Don't stop interrupting Chris. I love it, and it adds to Chris's stories. And Chris, I love the paradox of your endless knowledge on recovery and its history, but lack of knowledge on everyday things. Amazing. All in all... I don't know why it's amazing. It's funny. No, it's really funny. Uh, That's a really funny thing. My friend Justin says that all the time. Really? Yeah. All in all, if you want to be entertained by enthralling stories of debauchery and drugs, this is the place to be. Thanks, Kate. Read, uh, read, uh, thanks, Kate. I love that. Read the one from, from Miss G. I unsubscribed. Arrogant, lacking in good character. How many stars? From November 26th. One star. One more time. Title is Common. (laughs) One more more time. So I guess for her, Common... Is is things that are arrogant and lacking good character. She's a glasses half empty type of girl. What do you mean? Like the title is common, and common to me is like bland, mundane, everyday. And so if she's saying what's bland, common, and everyday is things that are arrogant and lacking in good character, then she's a pretty pessimistic human. Right. Leader. That's what common is. <laughs> yeah. Kate, thank you for that sweet, sweet, sweet review. And I'm sorry, Miss Ginger, if we, it was my fault. I hurt her feelings, and then she was. Do you think she still listens, or she's gone? I don't know. She might. I Do you mean, think she's she going to listen to this? She's going to recruit more people to write bad reviews. Do you think she's going to be back? This is Dopey Nation. This is a, a, a listener that I said something. I hurt her feelings a year and a half ago, and she fucking burned the house down. It went way she worse makes me nervous. I know. She makes me nervous. Um, I love. I love the specter of her. I love the idea of her. I do not want... Her. I don't want to tango with her. No. No, no. Because we will lose. She's all-powerful. <laughs> <We will laughs> she is all-powerful. <laughs> um, we will lose. Anyway, leave a, we, we're asking for five-star reviews. Well, I, I'm not asking... I'm asking for just an honest review of what you think of the show. It would be great if it was five stars. Oh. I would just want them to write the review. And we don't ask for money. This is your humility We don't charm. ask for patience. <laughs> humility, air quotes. Um, we don't ask for money on Patreon like some of these other guys do. Wow. Um, and, uh, but what we do ask is if you go fucking leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to us. It would mean a lot. It means the world to me and it means the world to oh, Dave. You are just revolting. <laughs> what? This is what I want. I want more reviews that are better than Omar's. I love Omar. Omar, HP, baby. You want me more than 213 or wherever he's at. Yeah. From last count. Quick. Quick. But I love Omar. Omar. Omar's a good dude. My sister's going on Omar's podcast. Yeah. I wonder if she did yet. All right, we're way over. Toodles. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Okay, Dave wanted me to start recording again so we can add shout-outs. Who do you want to shout-out to, Dave? I want to shout-out to... Okay, we're each going to shout-out to as many people as we can think of. I'm going to go first, and my first shout-out is going to be to uh, of our brother in recovery. You get one, and then I get one. That's how we're going to do it. One, then one, then one, yeah. then one. I'm going to okay. shout-out to Jed in church and other drugs. I'm going to shout-out to Christina, south of the equator. I'm going to shout out to uh, Jed's partner in Church and Other Drugs. What's his name? Jay. I know what his real name is. Jonah. Yes. Jehosevich. Jehosevich. <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out to Tina. Oh, I'm going to shout out to Daniel Heron of uh, 
that, that are you only doing women because you're afraid Linda's gonna? I mean, men because you're afraid Linda's gonna. Are you only this? doing women because you're hoping you can have sex with our fans? Maybe. Go. I'm gonna try to Nels. Nels Bell is <laughs> south Bell. of the equator. <laughs> no, she's not south. I'm gonna she's, shout out to north. Nels Bell, south of the equator. She's not south of the. I just shout out. You're next. Uh, I'll shout out to Tracy in Cincinnati if you're thinking I'm so scared. I'll shout out to Leah Lumberg. You've only shouted out to women. You love the ladies. They should call you LL Cool C. Um, I uh, I will shout out to Troy. I will also shout out to Troy. Second Troy? Yeah, Troy number two. I'll shout out to Crazy Otter. Crazy, crazy otter. I will shout out to Cormac. Yeah, I was going to shout out to Cormac. I will shout out to... Um, uh, that dude who likes doing heroin for 20 years. Whatever his name just is. Red? Yeah, why not? I'm going to shout out to fucking our main man, Randy, who should have been number one. <laughs> oh, Randy. <laughs> How did you forget about that? I've, I'm done. I'm tired Our main now. fucking man, Randy. I'll shout out to... Um, I got nothing left. Oh, uh, Brian Uncle Albert. Brian Uncle Albert? Ooh, and gay Brian. Well, what about the guy, um, the... Brian Chang. Brian Chang. Oh, yeah, Brian Chang. Brian Chang, tell us if we, um... If this we faggot thing was too bad. much. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna shout out to the, um, the talking to God guy. What was that guy's name? Oh, that uh, guy's the best. We were supposed to call him. Oh, fuck. Brian. Is it Brian? Yeah, Connolly. No, you're not supposed to say his last name. I no. I didn't care, right? I don't think so. Um. The guy, the DMT guy. Yeah, okay, we did our shout outs. Well, let's do one more. I will shout out to um, Demeter. Oh, Demeter. Sarah Lou Stokes. Who else? Oh, what about that dude who did that funny, um, who does the memes in Australia? Um, Gucci Chain? Yeah. Yeah, follow Gucci Chain. Is it Gucci Chain? Maybe. Follow Gucci underscore Chain on Instagram. He does he sends us original content. I'm going to shout out to Artie Lang and his manager, Dan. I'm going to shout out to Modi. Yes, I'm gonna unsh- I'm gonna take away Modi's shout out. All right, that's it. Stay strong, my brothers and sisters. Recovery and toodles. I wanna take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good? Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. And my shadows get smaller, smaller. smaller and smaller and it's high noon where I stand and I wonder would they pay it any mind when I leave this busted 
city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find, and I want to be good so bad. want to be good so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad. And I don't want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. 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 And these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And I don't want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had.